Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. My name is Marty Plum, and I am your host of a pen and a napkin podcast. Welcome to Foundation Friday number 72. And today we're going to talk about bad practices and how bad practices happen and what you can do to react to bad practices. First of all, I think the most important thing that you can realize as a coach is that bad practices are going to happen. They're, they're just going to happen. I've never been involved with any team at any level in 25 years of coaching in which we did not have multiple bad practices throughout a season. So your first goal when it comes to bad practices or bad workouts is to minimize them and minimize them to the best of your ability. I think it's important that when you have a, a, a bad practice or a, a less than satisfactory workout, I think you really need to take a look at the context of what is surrounding that. You just can't simply go, well, we had a bad practice today and da-da-da-da-da, all right? Um, where's your team's emotional and physical level at this point? Um, what, where, where are they at? Did you just have a tough one the night before or two nights before? Uh, is it a bit of a lull in the season? Do you have a pretty good team and you've got an opponent in a couple of days that maybe they're not taking as seriously as they should? Whatever it may be. Uh, injuries, illness. Have you had a situation where uh, you've, got, you've had a very good player that has recently suffered uh, an injury and your team is trying to figure it out a little bit? What point of the season are you at? Now, if you have a bad practice the first week of practice, big red flag. Monstrous red flag. If you have a bad practice in January, it's going to happen. But what point of the season are you at? Do you feel like in some ways that you are due for a bad practice? That, that, that it's, it could happen. For example, last season, my first year at my new position, we, a great group of kids, gave me everything they had our first four weeks or so. Uh, everything was a very linear climb. And we had a really emotional game on a Friday night and against a rival. And we lost. It was a tough game. We ended up losing by five or six points. I forget the, the exact score. But we lost. And we had Saturday and Sunday off. It was the first full weekend that we had had off. Uh, since the beginning of the season. And I remember on that Sunday thinking, you know what, we're probably due to take a step back emotionally because we've given so much. We've given so much. The kids have given me so much so far. And wouldn't you know it, that Monday, the next day, we didn't have a very good practice. We had an, a game on Tuesday, and we played very poorly. And one of our better players had gotten hurt that Friday night game, late in that Friday night game, and so there was that adjustment. So there was context to that. Now, the message was in the locker room after the game, okay, we were probably due for something like this to happen. How are we going to react to it? And I'm going to go into that here in a little bit, your reaction to these situations. The kids reacted very well. They came back Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and we culminated with a tremendous win that Saturday. 
So what's the context of it? Another situation that you might be, schoolwork. You got to remember, our kids are spending seven hours a day in school before they get to us. And so what's going on with there and why might you have a bad practice because of schoolwork? Here's an example, and this happened a long time ago. Uh, I had a, a group of seniors, really, really good kids. And we had a morning practice, one of our rare morning practices. And we were just distracted. We weren't into it, all this other stuff. I couldn't understand what was going on because we had practiced so well and I was younger and I didn't handle these situations nearly as well then as I probably would now. And kind of got upset at him, got a little fired up. And a couple of them came to me that day and they said, hey, coach, uh, we, had to, we had to pick our senior studies presentation topics today. And we were getting out of practice at 7.15 and the topic draw began at 7.30. And a lot of us were worried about getting too far back in line to get our topics picked. Well, I didn't know that. I didn't realize that. I had no idea that was going on. And so their schoolwork affected our practice that day. And that was a lesson learned as well. So when that inevitable bad practice happens, what you've done is you've prepared for that bad practice before it even happens by being consistent with what you will tolerate so that when they do some things wrong or they don't per perform up to the standards that you have established, they know why you and the rest of your coaching staff are upset with the way that they've practiced. So it goes back to standards and what is your standard and how are and what are we going to do to meet that standard on a daily basis i think you a great question to ask your team not just in these situations but all the time are we ready to play up to our standard and in the next day when you come back in from that bad practice that might be the first thing you you're, you ask them hey are we ready to play up to our standard and by laying that groundwork before the bad practice you will now hopefully recover and, and you limit that bad practice to just that one bad practice and now you're ready to go a good stretch of time before you have another letdown. I think it's really important that being quiet is sometimes better than being really, really loud. Sometimes the, 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 the toughest situation that the kids are the most uncomfortable in is when you remain very, very calm and very, very firm. And you look at them dead in the eye and you ask for eye contact and you just simply say, today was not up to our standard. Tomorrow, I expect us to be better. You know what our standards are. You know what is expected of you. We've mutually agreed upon what is acceptable and what is not acceptable. And today was not acceptable and it should not be acceptable to anybody in this gymnasium. So I expect more from you tomorrow. I expect you to reach our standard tomorrow. And you would be amazed by saying that in that type of tone that you're going to get a lot more out of it. Now, is there a time where you need to jump them? absolutely there there comes a time where that's not effective anymore and you need to make your uh as nuke lelouch would say i need well, i want to announce my presence with authority and if you get that joke i, I you're awesome all right so you need to come up with a strategy and and as this bad practice is happening you need to come up with a strategy as to how you're going to spin this bad practice into a positive. You're going to take this negative and you're going to spin it into a positive for your team. I think it's really, really important to remember that you only get 
two, maybe three blow-ups a season. I really believe that, especially with kids today, that if you have to get after them more than three times in a season, you're probably having a long season as it is. I Last season, I got after my kids one time, and I really only got after three kids because of something that happened in the locker room. We, we, had, we had tremendous growth throughout the season. I've had seasons where I've blown up at my teams three times before we hit the holiday break. And you know what? Those were really, really long seasons. And a lot of that had to do with practice effort, practice habits, practice intensity, coachability of the players. And so sometimes those things are out of your control. But if your players are really, really bought in, you're going to have a minimal amount of bad practices. And I think a great way to look at your team and, and to look at if you're doing your job and if you have your players bought in, it has not a whole lot to do with the wins and losses of your team, but it's how you practice. And if your kids are giving you everything that they have during their practices, both mentally, both mentally and physically, and especially on the mental side of things, the, and if they're if they're bought in mentally, they're gonna they're gonna give you what it, what they have physically. If you're doing that, that's a great way to evaluate yourself. And, and you should feel good that if you have a minimal amount of bad practices, your kids are bought into the message that your coaching staff is bringing to the table and the message and the standards that you're setting for your team. And that's a great way to evaluate your season in your own mind as you move through your season. So Foundation Friday number 72, talking about bad practices and how they're gonna happen. I wanna give credit to my son Carter for this topic. It was his idea to talk about this today. So, good job, Carter. Really proud of you, buddy. A pen and a napkin university starting July the 5th. We're gonna talk about this. We're gonna talk about a bunch of different things on a pen and a napkin university. It's gonna help you get better coaches. So, get on a pen and a napkin.com and sign up for our first week communication with your players. That's where everything starts at. With your team, with your program, you got to be able to communicate well with your players. So sign up for a pen and a napkin university. Give the first week a try. And I guarantee you, if you like the first week, you're going to like the second week. You're going to like the third week. It's all about getting better. So, coaches, this has been Foundation Friday number 72, recovering from bad practices and how to handle a bad practice. Coaches, as always, let's be sure to hone our craft one day at a time.